Hey guys and welcome back. Today's episode is about paranormal experiences and today we have a guest who is Chris from the Nightmare Report podcast. He is the host of that sh- uh, that podcast and he is going to talk about his paranormal experiences. So enjoy the episode guys. I am the creator of the Nightmare Report podcast, and I'm here to share a scary story that happened to me involving a Ouija board. Very cool. Well, go on with your story. I'm very interested to know what happened because a Ouija boards like freak me out. <laughs> oh yeah, like um, I always wanted to try one. Actually, my dad tried one a long time ago, and uh, he didn't have as scary experiences as I did. So uh, back in I forgot when this was, but uh, me and my buddy wanted to start a ghost hunting group, and we had a like I did a few videos on YouTube. And I got the bright idea to do a Ouija board and record it. Okay. Got the first few times we did it, nothing happened. So then we're like, okay, let's do this for real, for real. So we got one of our friends to come o- come over to his house. And it was just the three of us. And uh, so we're recording. Uh, first time we did it, nothing happened. Then the second time, the planchette started to move around the board. And we're asking questions like, who are you, uh, and whatnot. It gave some, like, weird name. And then I started getting, like, a really uneasy feeling that, you know, like, something wasn't right. And I already told them, like, beforehand, because I was, I'm always cautious with this stuff. Like, if uh, uh, Zazo or Zozo comes to the board, because um, with some Ouija board sessions, people have encountered this entity. Some people say it's not real. Others say, it's, like, they have really bad experiences with this thing we were gonna yeah i've heard about that yeah or we were going to just end the session i think evil comes to a board we're ending the session uh, my buddy had some smudging stuff off this side ready to go and so i asked the spirit are you a good spirit and he went no then i asked it and i didn't want to ask it the next question and my buddy's like are you from hell and it went yes okay so, so I'm like, okay, well, we gotta go. And I went, no. And then we finally got the um, session to end. Then all of a sudden, my buddy's uh, dad's alarm clock starts going off. And I'm like, is it, well, does that alarm clock go off at this time? He's like, no, my dad hasn't set for a certain time. That's never done that before. So he goes into his dad's room, his dad's room unplugs the, uh, the alarm. And then I notice my friend, like, always looking over my shoulder. So I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, I just saw someone walk behind you outside. And mm-hmm. uh, my buddy lived in rural Ontario. So he okay. was out in the sticks, pretty much. His, he has next-door neighbor, but he's an older gentleman, and I doubt he was gonna, he was screwing with us and doubt he even knew we were doing a Ouija board. So my yeah. buddy went outside to look, to make sure that no one was there. And I actually still have the, uh, the video, and it looks like a found footage video. And he comes rushing inside. He's like, dude, I was outside looking around and it felt like someone was rushing up behind me and I looked and no one was there. And we just got a really creepy vibe and he wanted to do the board again. I'm like, no, no, let's let's not do it. I'm like, that thing was like, whatever came through was a bit evil. Yeah. So we went, we, you know, we ended the session. We hung out a bit more than I went home. That night I was sleeping and I felt a hand wrap around my ankle and try to drag me out of the bed. My bed. 
What? Yeah, and then uh, I kind of just quickly started praying. I said a quick prayer, and then all of a sudden, just just stopped. And that kind of scared me to the point where I never wanted to do a Ouija board ever again. Like, I did have it in my trunk for some time, and uh, my girlfriend, now wife, hates this stuff. She hates talking about it. She refuses to even, like, if I'm watching, like, anything scary... Like, sometimes I watch, like, uh, a YouTuber called Nukes Top 5, where he does, like... Oh, I love Nukes Top 5. I've been yeah. watching him since, like, the beginning. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. She'll, like, go outside and be like, no, I'm gonna go outside till you, you finish watching this. Like, she hates that stuff, and she saw the Ouija board, she's like, you better get rid of that now. So I ended up giving the board to my friend. But, uh, yeah, ever since then, like, I will never touch a Ouija board ever again. Like, it's just something that does not sit right with me. Like... That was a bit of a creepy experience, and I have had creepier experiences. But yeah, never again. After after that night, I never wanted to touch a Ouija board ever again. Did any of your like friends that were with you experience anything after you left too? Like when they went home or whatever, or was it just one friend you were with? Uh, we were uh, well. My buddy did not. I don't think he ex- experienced anything after that because he smudged his whole entire house. Oh, okay. Um, my one friend said that she kept seeing shadow people uh, when she was, um, got home. She kept seeing those uh, types of entities and whatnot. But uh, other than that, I think I was the only one that was actually, I think, followed home by this thing. Since then, yeah, like, other than that, like, no, nothing else has happened. Um, to anybody. How long ago was this? Oh, this was a long time ago. Oh, okay. When was this? Uh, this was probably back in, I would say, maybe 2018, 2019. Oh, okay. So, it's not too, too long ago, but, I mean, it's been a couple years, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Like, uh, my one friend did want to try it again with me, uh, but I said no. I said, no, no, I'm not touching this thing ever again. Like, it, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm curious. My curiosity has been... Um, fulfilled with it like if you even like look into like people messing with Ouija boards a lot of creepy stuff has happened like uh, there's this radio station um, I don't know if you ever heard of it it was called Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie it's like a late it's like a late night uh, radio station which is on around like midnight where like uh, some wackadoos call in once in a while talking about crazy things and he wanted to do a Ouija board live on the radio he was going to do it but it got to the point where a lot of creepy things started happening in the studio and the power literally got cut out and it cut the show off to the point where the producer walked in, grabbed the board he had in the studio and threw it outside. And that was the end of it. And he said he wanted to do another uh, Ouija board again. Yeah, like, I don't mean to go off the tangent, like, but I know like, even the history of the Ouija board is a bit of creepy how it came to be. Like, Parker Brothers originally made it and the rumor is that when they were coming up with the name, they asked the board, okay, what do you want to be called? And it spelled out Ouija. Yes, I've I've heard that actually. That that's how it be, like how it got its name. Yeah, I've I've also have read though too that a Ouija board is actually kind of like even older than that. Like there's different kinds. I don't know how do I explain it, but I I think it was probably like made differently than what we know as like what's called a toy, right? But I have read things about like witches and stuff like that back in the olden times have use something similar to contact spirits but it's essentially like an ouija board right yeah so i've heard it's actually quite older than what is it parker brothers <laughs> yeah parker brothers actually um fun fact alistair crowley he was a he's a well-known um um magician 
Uh, he yep. uh, made Thalema, which is a different type of practical magic. He actually wanted to make his own type of Ouija board at one point, but it never saw the light. I don't think it even saw the light of day or even entered production. But okay. uh, like, I just sometimes I think, like, when I heard that fact, I was just wondering, like, what type of board that would be because of the type of person he was, right? Yeah. So yeah. Look into, like, that as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, but the weird things that do happen through the board and yeah i mean if for for me when it comes to ghost stuff uh, i'm no stranger to it for many reasons <laughs> an ouija board i will not play with i you have to be really really know what you're doing like being in the practice for a very long time when it comes to that kind of stuff to to or to play with one really you should oh yeah definitely um i mean i have a thing that's called a pendulum which I mean, is kind of no different than an Ouija board. Now, it's not a board where you have like a plant. It's literally crystal on a stick and you ask questions. But even then, with stuff like that, you need to know what you're doing. And like, I'm not advising anybody just to go out and buy one of these things and start doing it. Make sure you do your research and, and know what you're doing first. But I mean, I know how to use one of those. And I can sense if something's bad coming through. I end the session right away, right? But um, Ouija boards are a little bit different. They're, it, it's a whole co- different way of communication where it like spells, like it just opens so many doors that it's harder to close compared to the other things that are out there. So I just don't, I don't, I've never used one and I don't plan on ever using one. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't recommend it. Like I kind of stepped away from, because I started getting to a bit of the more esoteric, esoteric, like with left hand path, right hand path magic. I started looking into that stuff mm-hmm. and, um, I had to step away from that because I started getting a bit of a calling towards it. Like I used to work with a girl who was a Wiccan mm-hmm. and I explained that to her. She's like, yeah, but, like sometimes that stuff does call to you. And I kind of like had to step away from it because not I was I'm not like I'm not, I'm not afraid of like what those two uh, magic uh, principles represent and whatnot. Uh, it's more of like I'm kind of like scared that I might get too uh, too deep into it and too over my head yeah. with that stuff. So um, even with a yeah, board, like, you have to be you have to be careful. Like there are certain product, product uh, precautions I even took to make sure that you know nothing followed me home but unfortunately something did um but uh yeah there's certain precautions you have to take and and, uh, like anybody who's actually listening to this like if you guys if you want to mess with the ouija board i recommend sage after you do the session cleanse it cleanse your whole space and hope for the best that's my my uh experience with uh dealing with that type of stuff for sure and even if you are know how to use the ouija board a lot of people like take their fingers off they don't even do it correctly they don't end the um the session properly like you need to know those little tiny details too because without doing those it still can bring bad crap (laughs) into your life oh yeah definitely like uh there's stuff like you never burn a ouija board uh you never let the plan check go through all the letters of the alphabet uh, you never ask a spirit like from this is what stuff I read like never ask it to turn on off the light because you're just inviting the spirit to have like free roam in your in your your home which is never yeah. good um, yeah there's like 
and there's lots obviously there's the skeptical side to it where people say that oh it's your you know your your brain uh, doing it and whatnot but uh, I don't know it's just I'm neutral when it comes to that stuff but I don't know it's just after the experience I had I'm like never again and I've had a lot of other creepy experiences that have happened to me where it's like okay like maybe there is something out there as well yeah definitely do, well do you you still have the video uh, from that night yeah it's actually in two parts um yeah i still have it i saved it i actually showed it to one of my friends uh and she looked at it and she was like kind of like interested she was asking questions and whatnot but yeah i still have the video do you still have your youtube or youtube channel thing up or or is that uh, not like it uh no i had to um take it i took that stuff all down because uh yeah, it wasn't really going anywhere. I just, after that night too, I just figured, okay, I have to take a bit of a break from that. Like, the paranormal does still interest me, but I just took everything down and just said, okay, let me just take a break for a bit. And I decided, hey, let me start a podcast. Neat. Oh, I was just going to say, if you still had it up, you should let it, like, let everyone know to go check it out. But I respect your decision. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll put it up, like a little uh, bonus thing for my um, for my podcast or something. I might do something with it. I still have the video. I might do something with it, but uh, I'm actually looking at it right now because I was trying to see when the date was. Yeah, I might do something with it. One That'd be kind of cool. I check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have uh, any other stories you want to share, or is that your 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 big most scariest one <laughs> uh, I think the most scariest one hap- uh, my second scariest one was um, this happened around oh, when was it this is before I met my wife I think this was around 2015 or 2014 okay um, I was hanging out with my friends like a few like a night before New Year's Eve uh, uh, so the town I lived in in rural Ontario there was a lot of snow so um i went to a buddy's house and we were just chilling and they're like uh his girlfriend at the time said i want to go for a drive and this was around 11 o'clock at night so we do she's driving and she's like i want to go to uh, the graveyard to say hi to my grandma okay okay so the way the church was set up it was one of those churches where you have the church and you have the graveyard right next to it like it was a small little graveyard so, yeah, I lived one next like that. <laughs> yeah. So um, we pull up. She gets out. Then she turns, like, she gets to the fence. She turns around. She says, nope, no, 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 no. She runs in the car. I'm like, okay, well, what the hell? And we get back to their place. She starts crying. She says she saw her grandma standing near her grave. I'm like, oh, shit. So her, my buddy that was calming her down, he ends up calling her mom, which, like, she lived down the road, just to calm her down, and she was telling her mom what happened. Uh, so that night I went home, and I get to bed, I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden I feel a hand brush down my face. Ugh! And next thing you know, I wake up, and my mom and dad are like, my dad's at my door, and my mom's like over me, like, shaking me, and she's like, you were screaming, what's going on? I said, oh, no- nothing, nothing. And they're just both looking at me like, strange and weird and I'm like okay I'm not telling them and you know they went back to bed and uh yeah like, like I don't know what the hell happened but it was like literally I, it was like I felt like an actual human hand and mind you I was sleeping by myself and uh it literally just slowly brushed down my face and just scared the everling shit out of me <laughs> yeah I guess so yeah like I started like kind of started screaming and 
Yeah, that, that was the second scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Actually, I have one sweet one if we have time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Um, this one involves my grandfather. I He passed away some time ago. Okay. I met my wife. Uh, we got engaged. So at this time, we were planning a wedding. And at the same time, we were looking for a place to, to buy and live. So Okay. So... We found we find our then home, and we were kind of getting into a bit of bidding war with the per- with another person, and it got to the point where the guy kind of like screwed up, and he was trying to like figure some stuff out, whatever. So we were waiting on word to see if we got the place or not. And uh, I'm sleeping, and I hear the voice of my grandfather, like literally clear, like we're talking right now, and I wasn't like in REM sleep or anything. He's like, "Congratulations on your new place." And I'm like, I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm trying not to say the Italian version name, but I'm like, thank you, Grandpa. I'm like, I miss you. He's like, oh yeah, I miss you too. And he started asking how everybody was, how is my grandmother was, and all of a sudden I said they're fine. I'm like, we all miss you. And all of a sudden, you know, he was gone. So the next day I get up and I'm get washed up. I'm having my coffee and my wife calls me and she's like, I have some news about the house. I'm like, okay, what is it? She's like congratulations we're officially poor we own a condo and i was speechless she's like you don't sound excited i'm like oh i I am and i told the story what happened where you know my grandfather kind of said don't worry you know you're you're gonna get the house don't worry like it was kind of his way of letting me know that things will be working out fine and and whatnot so i kind of felt when my grandfather came down just to say you know you're you're going through a stressful time but you know here's this piece of good news to help you out I can tell you right now that it was him. <laughs> it was oh, 100%. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it depends on what you believe in. Uh, so, like, I'm actually, like, a medium. So, like, I can sense oh, stuff. Really? And, yeah. So, as you were telling that story, I was getting, like, uh, sometimes when you get, like, a confirmation, you get, like, goosebumps. On For me, sometimes it's, like, on the one leg or on my arms. And I was getting like all over my arms and it made me smile and it was just telling me like yeah that was me like he knew it was gonna happen and he wanted to let you know because you know he loved and missed you and all that kind of stuff so Aww. yeah yeah that's actually kind of that's actually really sweet yeah, yeah i i don't like it, i'm sorry that i just kind of blurted that out i hope i i should have asked or told no, you about it okay. uh, actually i always wanted to uh, do an interview with a medium and talk to one i actually didn't know you were a medium but um it, I don't tell a lot of people, um, but I've been kind of, like, opening up to it and just saying, like, if you believe me, you believe me. If you don't, you don't. And I understand if people don't want to believe me. It does sound insane half the time. And that's the reason why I never told people, because people are like, right. <laughs> well, I I can't really go into who this was, but this is actually recently. I like phrase this because I was told by the person not to tell who, who they were or talk about it but uh long story short they're I remember my job was shit um there were certain things that were happening to me and within other things i'm gonna say my wife said we're gonna go see somebody and they're gonna do a certain type of reading to you and okay. the, way, the way it worked was they got a really old book they sat down, they opened the book up, and they just started reading. Now, this was in, they were talking Portuguese. Obviously, my wife's Portuguese, she was translating for me. 
Oh, okay. And I didn't tell this person anything. Uh, my wife didn't tell them anything. And I was told by a coworker that this family member was talking a lot of smack about me. And the first thing that this person said to me after, as she was reading this book was someone told you that a certain member of your family was talking, uh, excuse my language, shit about you. Yeah. And I'm like, I just looked at my wife and she just literally said, I did not say a word. I'm like, okay. And she went on to read from this book. Um, other things, uh, I can't really go into it because I was told not to go into too much of it. But, yeah, that's um, fair. Totally fine. Yeah, but um, I would say that's the closest I ever had to a reading done with some. I don't. I don't think she's a medium. Uh, I forgot what what type of thing she is, but uh, yeah, that was like the closest thing. Where, like you said, it kind of gave me a bit of goosebumps, and I'm actually I have a bit of goosebumps right now just uh, talking <laughs> talking about it and whatnot. And, yeah, it can be it can be weird for people. <laughs> yeah, like. After like when my wife was driving back, she's like, "We we had a conference. So what do you think?" I'm like, and I was just I was just shocked. I was like, "I'm like, you sure you didn't say anything to them?" And she's like, "Nope, I didn't say a word to them at all." And I I do trust my wife, but um, yeah, it was um, it was a it was an experience. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Do you have anything more to share or? Uh, no, not really. Like like with me and the paranormal, I had one or two experiences nothing too like holy shit scary like my bucket list is to I do have a few scary things I want to do like I, wa- I do want to go see Robert the Doll I don't know if you know about who I who do that. yeah I want to go see him uh, I would, I wanted to go see Annabelle but the Wayne the, um, the museum that she's in is closed uh, down I believe um I do want to spend the night in the Axe Murder House and the Lizzie Borden House. These are some things I have on my bucket list. Um, I've wanted to go there for so long. I've been watching videos of people that I follow on... I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> and yeah. uh, a lot of like paranormal things. And lately, everybody's been going to the Lizzie Borden House. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, actually, she's a character in my podcast, actually. Oh, neat. Neat. Yeah, and... Uh... Um, yeah, I just have a few creepy things I would like to do. Uh, my wife says you're going on your own. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> part of that. But, uh, yeah, that's like, um, me and the paranormal, I do have, like, some creepy things that has happened to me. Even my dad has, um, I'm trying to think. Like, he's had some creepy things happen to him, too. Other than, like, I haven't had any holy shit experiences. Other than the two I just described. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, like the um, first one's definitely a holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like um, I don't know, like there's like um, there's obviously you know the skeptical side to it and whatnot, but you know it's like it's it's just that whole thing of the unknown. Like you don't know if it's gonna work or if you know something is gonna happen. And uh, like you said, like once you open that door, it's kind of hard to close it because I was told once that whatever you bring through the door like sorry if you look if you walk through the door something can walk in the door so something can come in so you have to yeah. be like really careful of like what you bring into your life and what you uh, dabble in like I suggest like you know do your research 
study up. Don't like. I was listening to a podcast on uh, left hand path magic, and the guy's like, "Don't make a sigil and just say okay, have at her, and that's it. Because you're gonna fuck something up. Like, do your research, do your study, and go from there." All right. So, I was just gonna say like. My advice to you when you do stuff like that is, yeah, your research. Also, depending on what you choose to believe in, um, sometimes people do a prayer before they do anything, or they, if you're not religious, they do whatever makes them comfortable to say something. And then before you leave any place, you always tell them that they cannot follow you home and that they have to stay where they are. So that's another. And whenever you're going in, yeah, know that you're going into something that you will have experience you might have an experience with and you have to prepare prepare for that so that's just my little two cents <laughs> yeah like yeah i heard that too like uh actually a friend of uh, ours uh she actually went on a little ghost hunt in florida and she went to a haunted house yeah that's what they told her is like you know when they, they were leaving the house they're like okay turn around and say you know thank you for like not following me home thank you <laughs> and that was it so. and another thing is too oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off um, it just popped into my head. It, people think provoking it is like always a good idea so you can get like the footage or the experience. Yeah, no. I mean, it does, but you're really, sometimes you're pissing them off. It's better to be nice and always be like, every time you get like a sign or something, always be like, thank you. If something feels off or evil, then you just leave <laughs> and you tell them not to follow you. Stuff that I've had to do in my time. So <laughs> yeah, just, I just want to, just in case there's people listening, they're like just going off and doing stuff. <laughs> I want people to know, be, you know, if they're listening to take precaution. Yeah. And be safe. Like, yeah, you never, you never fucking, yeah. never fucking know what's going to happen. Well, thank you for coming on <laughs> and telling me your story. Yeah, no problem, and uh, I can't wait to have you on uh, guest on my show. I'm actually looking forward to doing that recording as well. Yeah, if you want to, um, before you go, if you want to, like, say your podcast and stuff again or whatever, and then people can check it out. Yeah, sure. You can. Uh, my podcast is called The Nightmare Report. I just took a quick little synopsis uh, about it. It's about my main character. He goes to some strange, weird town within Canada to find his missing brother. And as he's invest, because he's a cop, and as he's investigating this missing person's case, he notices that there are a few people that look like a historical people living within in this town. Like you see someone that looks like exactly like like I said, Lizzie Borden. You see someone that looks like Amelia Earhart. He sees like the owner of the local hotel looks like H. H. Holmes. Weird stuff starts happening to him. He starts uh, um, then he starts unraveling certain things. And he's a very the way I wrote the character, he's a very logical person. But then when he gets faced with this stuff, he can't really explain. He's forced to step into the world of the unknown of ghosts and demons and whatnot. So you can find the Nightmare Report on most podcast platforms. Nice. I look forward to recording that. So, and then for anyone who's listening and wants to go listen to that, they can. <laughs> All right, sweet. Yes, please do. Thanks for having me on.